everyone. Hi. Hello. Welcome good, back. Good morning. You came back. Or hey. if you didn't, this is your first time. Hey, but welcome to the 1313 podcast. I'm Jacob. Oh, I'm Tommy. I'm Jackson. And we talk about Star Wars. Sometimes. A lot. A lot. Most of the time. Mostly. How's everybody doing? I'm good. Week? How are you? I'm good. Good for once. It isn't a bad day. Or a bad week, even. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad. No, not disappointed. We didn't have to go to Walmart, so we're okay. Yeah. No <laughs> Walmart trips, so I feel good. Mm-hmm. New Bad Batch episode came out yesterday. New, new Bad Batch episode we did have, come out. We have something else to talk about before that first. We have housekeeping. Yes. Housekeeping? Yeah, our house is pretty dirty. Not this house, like, not the set. <laughs> <laughs> I was so confused. The 1313 house is pretty dirty. There's a lot to talk about. Okay. If you didn't look at the schedule, which I texted... Huh? There's a schedule? <laughs> okay, here, Tom, start off about what we just started that's coming out this week, and that's going to be a brand new kind of thing that we do here and there. Yeah, so um, we posted one this past Thursday, was it? Yes. Yeah, so Thursdays. we're doing a new series. It is called Have a Chat, in reference to Boba Fett's line Let's in The Mandalorian. Sit down. Have a chat. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so basically... What we do is we interview another creator in the Star Wars community, whether it be through action figure collecting or just like Star Wars content. Um, we did one this past Thursday with a content creator named Palpa Memes. Um, he was super cool to talk to. And so it's going to be something that we don't do consistently every week. Um, it'll just kind of come out whenever it comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, we were trying to shoot for a bi-weekly schedule, but um, it kind of just depends on how often we get people to... Mm-hmm. get on the show so and if you schedule yes so if you have yeah. any suggestions as to people you would want us to try to get on the podcast um comment let us know mm-hmm. what you would who you would like us to have yeah so yeah like tommy said we have that new episode up uh so check it out if you haven't already but then our newest guest that we're actually going to be recording today which will be posted on thursday is it's out of the basement which we're super excited to have on the show so be looking forward to that because that'll be really sick big deals big deals oh yeah and so on our last video last couple videos we had a few comments yes i was actually gonna Um, mention that as well the one i'm gonna talk about is um in regard to the um the palpa memes interview first that Mm -hmm. i did um so we had one comment um, basically just talking about, um, it was, it was my father commented mm-hmm. and he's an older Star Wars fan. Um, he grew up with the original trilogy and, um, he's not partial to the sequels whatsoever. Um, but he really liked the conversation that, uh, I had with Palpa memes on that episode. And he said that it really, um, opened him up to some new, like thought processes and ideas regarding those movies and that it was a really good, enjoyable conversation mm-hmm. to watch, which is awesome because... Um, that's like I commented back. The nice thing about Star Wars is it's generational. And there's not mm-hmm. a lot of like movies or franchises that become this generational thing like Star Wars did. So to have the ability to and and with the new content coming out almost generationally as well, mm-hmm. you know, you really get the opportunity to have a lot of different conversation and a lot of different perspectives. So it was it was it's good to know that you know people enjoyed the conversation that was had. With mm-hmm. Palpa memes there. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed it too. Jacob and I could not be present for that because of specific things that we had going on. But I ended up watching it and I really enjoyed it. We watched it before the one, dr- well, the Walmart drop, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. Not that mad about, not that mad at the Black Series this week. Nope. I'm not that really mad. happy. Yeah. Um, we also had a couple other comments on our, um, our main post. Mm-hmm. Um, two of which just being about like Lego. 
And then um, another one about uh, our lightning round. So yeah. if you if you like the lightning round, I like the lightning round. Lightning I don't I don't round. ever want to do it again. It was impromptu. Because <laughs> then Jacob didn't like it. What do you mean I didn't like it? Because you were just complaining about that a minute ago. You were literally just all like, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want everybody to know that I had to go to work. Ladies, ladies. Please. Please. Um, yeah. Anyway. So we actually, um, before we talk about anything else, I believe we have some yes, new yes. guests. So the newest guests to the podcast are the newest line from Build-A-Bear. We have the Loath Cat, and then we have the Jawa. The they both have sound options that you could choose from. For some reason, the only thing that you could choose for the Loath Cat was the Mandalorian theme. Doesn't make too much sense. But then the Jawa, the, the Jawa. Yeah, yeah. He makes Jawa sounds. Yeah, so he makes Jawa sounds. So what what's funny about Build-A-Bear is, is that the fact that they kind of treat them like people. So when you purchase them, they come with birth certificates and you can name them. So here's what's going to happen. You guys get to name them and whatever comments we either think are the funniest or the coolest or whatever ones get the most likes will be the ones choosing the names for the Loath Cat and the Jawa. Please specify which is which in the comments. But whoever wins will write the names on the birth certificates, and these people will be on display in our Star Wars room with their certificates for the rest of time, probably, maybe. So, yeah. Yeah, and if you're the person that picked the name, you'll get to know that every time you see the podcast, that you're the one that named that, yeah, that yep. Build-A-Bear. That's super cool. Yeah, so, like, we have the birth certificates right here. So, they are unnamed. The top line is where the name goes. So, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I think that's all for our housekeeping. Our mm-hmm. house is really clean now. Yeah, the house yep. is clean. Nice and clean. All right. Wow. So, there was a new episode of the newest Star Wars show, The Bad Batch. And I think that was a bad episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so there's my Same. my shill inside wants me to say no, it wasn't that bad. No, so it's like I definitely I love this show, don't get me wrong, but that episode was just boring. <laughs> it was I, pure character development. Period. That then, was the purpose of it was to develop. I was like, Sid. get off this planet, please. I think I think that um, my rational brain. I was trying to figure out why did they make this episode at this point in the season. <laughs> if anything, it confirms a season two. I think yeah, that that is 100%. where we're at with the show. Which is nice. Yeah. Because the thing that I was discussing with my dad is I saw a spoiler so I know that title for the next episode. I knew the title for this and the next episode. And so everybody that I saw online who knew that the title was going to be like infestation or whatever infested was. infested was going to be the genosian worms that we saw from the clone wars again so you're we like oh no that would be funny but it wasn't but from the title of the next episode my strongest prediction is that there is going to be a season two of the bad batch like i feel like the empire is just like now starting gonna well is going to now just start to develop more and maybe by the end of this season we'll see a stormtrooper put into service phase three clone trooper mm-hmm. like that would be is- cool which one of the bad bats do you think is going to die in the season finale? Crosshair. Crosshair. Because if really? I really have to guess now, if there is going to be a season two, Crosshair is going <laughs> to die somehow saving the Bad Batch, and then it's going to be just the batch that we see 
uh, going around right now in the next season. I don't know. I don't think Crosshair is going to die. I was thinking Crosshair is going to dome, like, maybe Hunter or something. I think that, um, I don't think Hunter's going to die. I don't think so, but... No. It's either Crosshair or Wrecker. Mm. Bro, they can't do Wrecker. Yeah, they'll do Wrecker. They'll make us sad. They'll be like, my Lola! (laughs) (laughs) Okay. My arm hurts! (laughs) Falls and dies. Um, anyway. But yeah, I think this episode is, um, it kind of follows the pattern of the Clone Wars and Rebels, Mm -hmm. where you have an arc or an episode where something really big happens and something important happens, then you have an episode where nothing major really happens, which, um, I saw a lot of people were not happy with this episode, but, I mean, at the same time, it's like, I don't really care because it comes out once a week, Mm -hmm. I mean, if anything, I got to have a fun little adventure with the Bad Batch, so... Here's my biggest, nerdiest gripe that I kept explaining to you all. So, the reason I was so upset with the episode is that they completely missed out on the opportunity to show us Darth Maul. And now, I'm saying that because for people who might not be caught up with the Clone Wars, or maybe know um, the events going into Rebels a bit. So essentially, um, by the end of the Clone Wars, Darth Maul controls all the crime syndicates, which would include the Pikes, the Black Sun, and I forget the rest. But the Pikes are in this episode. And Crimson so, Dawn. Yes, Crimson Dawn. But um, uh, in the final season of the Clone Wars, in the very few last episodes during the Siege of Mandalore, Maul tells the crime syndicates to go into hiding because the galaxy is about to change, you know, the Republic's going to fall, Empire's formed. So he tells them all to cease operation, don't do anything, go into hiding. But now we see the Pikes doing business and acquiring Spice. So does Maul feel comfortable now in this new galaxy to continue with Crime Lord business? Like, is the Empire like the Republic and they're too busy doing all sorts of other stuff that they don't have time for the syndicates? But then at the same time, I just want to know what happens to Maul in between controlling this vast crime empire to literally becoming nothing that's just hunted down by Vader. I mean, it's probably only been like a month. Yeah, I get that. I mean, he's probably just—he's probably just got back. He's like, ah, yes, crime. <laughs> so, um, I don't think they had to show him. I think it's a nice way to imply that the operations are now beginning again within mm-hmm. the galaxy, or not. Maybe it was just some rogue pikes that are like, I want money and I want it now. Well, because they're like, you, you we can't know. fail, which is like Maul's whole thing is like, you can't fail this business, or I'm gonna kill you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And, is me and Jackson the only people that thought that the, the, the horned guy was going to be Visago? I was really glad that it wasn't Visago. I was like, I was like, I don't think we could do two Rebels characters in two episodes in a row. <laughs> no, it's no, a Rebels I, prequel! I, no! <laughs> I want this to be a Clone Wars sequel, not a Rebels prequel. I don't want any cameos. And then this episode, there were no cameos. Why aren't there any cameos? <laughs> I don't like it. So yeah. I was, you know... It's it's the classic. Star Wars fans are the best at complaining about Star Wars. Yep. It wasn't inherently bad, though. I mean, like, when I finished it, I was like, it could have been better, it's but just, it wasn't bad. For the final three episodes of a season, I would have liked a little bit more. That's what they're doing, though. They're doing it on purpose. Yeah. There's, what, three episodes left? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They did that on purpose. They want to they wanted get you to, ooh, we thought it was going to be something big. Ooh. <laughs> you said we're going... Naughty, naughty, you teasing me. <laughs> you teasing naughty, me. Naughty, naughty, naughty. <laughs> um, all in all, 
episode's probably like a six out of ten for me. Yeah, I'll give it a five. Just just because like if it was earlier on in the, in the season, I five. probably would have given it like a seven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh well. I just not I every have... episode can be a hit. Facts. They can't all be winners. There's bad episodes of the Clone Wars too. You gotta realize it gets that. a participation trophy. Mm-hmm. It's a participation. <laughs> it does. Mm-hmm. Well, it brought the Pikes in, so like it did something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It lets us know about the Pikes and how they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wormheads. <laughs> so speaking on Lucasfilm content, this isn't Star Wars, but I was I was scrolling through TikTok the other day and I found a. Uh, a leaked uh, video of footage on the mm. set of the new Indiana Jones movie of Harrison Ford beating some people with oh, protester signs. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited for that movie because Indiana Jones was one of those series that I grew up on as well. Yep. And I idolized Indiana. So There's an action figure over there of him. Yep. He's Yeah, we got one Indy in the Star Wars room. But, uh, Indy! I'm so excited for that to come out. I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that they're in production. Yeah. Kenobi's in production right now as well. Yep, so is Mando Season 3. Mm-hmm. Because it's not coming in December. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Because we're getting Book of Boba. Yep, Season 2.5. Yep. So, I'm not mad. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen some of the um, the supposed like rumors and leaks for the cast of Kenobi? Yeah, I saw the cast list. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are some people also saying that there's like a little girl being casted as young Leia... There was one thing I saw saying that Tamir Morrison got casted to play Commander Cody in a flashback. Yeah. How true these are? I don't know. I saw yeah. some. I I want I want Satine. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. I did see a cast listing. Well, it was with the Leia as well because it was for the little girl to play Leia, and then it's um, an Asian man. But then he's supposed to be fifth brother. Mm-hmm. So I, they're gonna bring the Inquisitors in. Ayo. But that's like, from my understanding though, that's actually supposed to be legit. Like they're going to introduce Inquisitors into this. But then I saw this huge, I read an article about discussing as well, like what if during this time we see the early upbringings of Agent Callus, how he gets his name in the ISB because maybe he has to hunt Obi or maybe Thrawn has to do it because they're going to task the Empire's best to find him. No, because... <sighs> Because Thrawn comes in a tad bit later into the Empire. Well, yeah. I was going to say, like, I don't know how it would work with the Probably, because probably Bad Batch Season 2 or during the Bad Batch is when Thrawn would just be found and brought out of exile by the Empire and brought in front of the Emperor. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. Because then, cause then, cause Thrawn would then be in, in school. So, Thrawn is in, like, the Imperial Navy, like, Academy, mm-hmm. like, during this little, time. Little schoolboy Thrawn. Little school mm-hmm. Thrawn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. That would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty lit. I'm excited for a live action Thrawn in the Ahsoka show. That has cool. me. Lars Mikkelsen. Yeah. Thrawn. Yeah. It's gonna be good. It's gonna yeah. be awesome. It's gonna be great. I love Thrawn. Mm-hmm. Thrawn's my favorite Star Wars character. He's up there with mine. Good books. Thrawn. Books. Thrawn is really the type of dude that just. But but sir, we lost our entire fleet. <laughs> Ah, yes, but we've learned that they like Picasso. <laughs> so we will win in the next battle. I'm like, I will now go and study Picasso for the next <laughs> 24 hours. Leave me alone. <laughs> Waddle's back. Ah, yes, I know how to defeat them now because I looked at freaking Picasso. So we're out of school. We're out of, what? So we're out of fuel. <laughs> Dead in space. That's okay. <laughs> we have art. We have... <laughs> I have these vulture droids in the in the hangar bay. <laughs> these vulture droids. I've just been tinkering with them. <laughs> kind of an interesting take that I think about as well. 
just because, I mean, with my own studies, I feel like in the Star Wars universe, art studying Thrawn is kind of like the substitute for religion, like in our life, because there is no, te there's technically no religion in Star Wars besides the Force. 1313 podcast gets political. This isn't political. <laughs> Sorry, Thumbnail. talking about religion. Thumbnail. You can't talk about politics, religion, or the Great Pumpkin Big Three. Can't do that. <laughs> Sorry. But it's like, because that's their only form that, of, I don't know, expression that you can understand people in the Star Wars universe better. So that's just mm -hmm. kind of like an interesting thing that I thought about. Mm -hmm. nice. I find it funny because um, I'm reading Throne Ascendancy right now, and uh, it takes place outside of the Star Wars galaxy, so it's like another galaxy, and there are people in it that they believe in the Force, like they have what they call third sight, and they use it for like navigation through space. But um, they call it, like, the divine presence. They don't call it the force because they're just kind of like, eh, I use it for travel. They guide me. Facts. So, so it's kind of cool how, it's kind of like how, uh, no, no, I won't mention that on the podcast because I'll probably say something wrong and upset something. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Let's get away from religion. <laughs> we are, we are sensitive on the Star Wars podcast. Sensitive. <laughs> All right, you want to go on to our, the big topic for the day that we were going to discuss? Yeah, so today we wanted to talk a little bit about my favorite part of Star Wars, animated Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Animated Star Wars has easily become one of the best, if not mm -hmm. the best, aspect of Star Wars. Resistance, such a good... <laughs> Resistance, we're not going to talk about you right now. Sorry, not right now. You're going to just... <laughs> on the back burner... There you go. But, I mean, it all started, I think, with everybody's favorite release of Star Wars. The Holiday Special of 1978. No, it didn't. Okay. They had an animated bit with Boba Fett, which is now oh, on Disney+. Okay. Plus. I know what you mean now. Um, that was the beginning of, of Star Wars animation. Mm -hmm. um, one of my favorites is the 2003 Tartakovsky Clone Wars series. It was a miniseries yeah. on Cartoon so. Network. And that is also now on Disney Plus, yeah. which means that it's canon. It's like no, it's not canon, but that's okay. Some parts of it are. I like it a lot. <laughs> yeah, stylized Star Wars is the best. Mm -hmm. um, I think like kind of like what we see in those episodes. It's kind of like what we're gonna start to get in Visions. Just a very yes. stylized version of Star Wars in its own mm -hmm. like kind of like um, little universe, its own little compact universe. They focus a lot on Jedi mm -hmm. in the Visions, from what I've seen. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Highly Jedi focused. Yeah, but then again, you can't have anime without having big fights. Exactly. Yeah. So I feel like at the same time too, obviously a lot of the aspects of visions are very heavily OT based, but that's just because the studios and the people developing those group with the OT. Exactly. Yeah. So no complaints about that that's either, fine. but it's just an observation. But it's still cool. Mm -hmm. So Star Wars animation. What is everybody's favorite Star Wars animated work or show? right now um i'm probably gonna say clone wars overall but rebels is is extremely good yeah i absolutely love rebels i don't understand why people would dump on it just because of the art style the story is phenomenal and i don't mind the art style that much mm -hmm. but i think clone wars will take my top space just because i grew up with it yeah and i have so much connection to it and so many memories mm -hmm. with it yeah. plus that finale was like astronomical it was so good yeah I would honestly say as well, because this is something I've talked about with my dad, is that in my opinion, Clone Wars and Rebels are on the same caliber. They're both extremely good shows, 
but I only like Clone Wars better just because I grew up with it. Mm-hmm. And I was like so excited to watch it every... Nostalgia bug. Nostalgia exactly. Because it's more nostalgic to me because I didn't <clears throat> watch Rebels when it came out. Like, I just didn't care that much. I only watched it like on Disney Plus all the way through like when it came out on that. Yeah. Because I saw like clips of it and then like I saw the ending a little bit and I was like, that actually looks kind of cool. Maybe I should watch it. But it's it's phenomenal though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mine comes from nostalgia too. Mine is the two thousand three Clone Wars is mm-hmm. my probably my favorite. It's just I like the stylized mm-hmm. Star mm-hmm. Wars, like the extra stylized, and then um, just like the mini five minute stories that they told, and just how big in scope it was. You know, the battles were huge. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, that was sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you guys have um tissues or, sh- or do I need to leave to no, get tissue? I got you. I feel like I have like a head cold or something. Is it from the dog again? No, I just I I was having it on the way here. Dang. But yeah, Jacob is gone, so now I'm taking over the podcast. Jeez. Um so So yeah, but the 2003 Clone Wars is mm-hmm. truly magnificent. Yeah. And they just got action figures. I have yes. Oh, thanks. Some of you should nice step thing. aside. We'll touch on the special action figures Take later. Take a seat. But yeah, the reason uh, the Tarkovsky Clone Wars isn't up there with me is because like I would only watch like bits and pieces, but then the animated uh, Clone Wars is just takes the number one spot for me because that's what I remember the most because I think it was, it was two or three, it had to be two years ago, there was a garage sale going on in our neighborhood and someone was selling the DVD for the first uh, Tarkovsky Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. It was the first um, part of it. So I bought that. And There's a volume one and a volume two. Yes. I think we do have volume two, though. On Disney Plus. <laughs> okay, on Disney Plus. Yeah, pardon. Sorry. But both are really good. I was really happy to find that because it was like three bucks. No, it was like 99 cents. That's oh, no, you're like, right. It's really good. It, it really is like, mm-hmm. like you know, all like jokes aside, like that series really holds up today. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and the cool thing about the 2008 Clone Wars show, um, which everyone knows, I feel like it's more popular now. Exactly. Um, well, by far, it's not even like a guess. Um, yeah. The 2008 Clone Wars tries to keep the same continuity with the events of the 2003 Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. So, like, they introduce Asajj Ventress in the 2008 Clone Wars, mm-hmm. but they make reference to, I think it's either in the Clone Wars movie or the first couple episodes of season one, they make reference to the fact that Anakin and her fought on Yavin mm-hmm. in the 2003 Clone Wars. Spoilers, by the way, for the 2003 Clone Wars... Um, if you haven't seen the thing that came out in 2003 and it's 2021, <laughs> oopsie daisy. <laughs> Sorry. No, but it's it's uh, it it's cool because and there's some other details too that they bring up in the Clone Wars. Something um, that connects um the fact that when Grievous kidnaps uh Chancellor Palpatine, Shock T's nowhere to be found. Yes. Because that's in the 2003 Clone Wars that I'm pretty sure she dies. No, he, like, has his Magna Guards just try to take her out. She takes them out. Then she goes and he kills... Grievous kills Roron Karab, which is the Mm -hmm. Ithorian Jedi. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember Mm -hmm. the name of the other Jedi. Um, But then he he doesn't kill her, but he definitely, like, puts her down, basically. Yeah, and then Moose Window goes, Hey! (coughs) Force crunch. 
and yeah. gives him the cough. That is something that they retconned, because Grievous coughs all through the Clone Wars. Yeah. Yeah. In the 2008 Clone Wars, but that's a tiny detail I don't care about. Exactly. But yeah, it's cool that they tried to keep that continuity between the two shows, because that was also before... Disney took over Star Wars. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So they did want to keep that continuity there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something I think is absolutely masterful storytelling is the fact that we have the entirety of Clone Wars, yet Anakin and Grievous never see each other just because of the throwaway line in Revenge of the Sith of General Grievous, you're shorter than I expected. So exactly. it's like, they can ah, they never have... meet face to face. They can fight in space, mm-hmm. but. They've been in the same room multiple times with each other, they've just never been like, I Grievous. Which, so. that's a cool detail. I know, thinking about the uh, Tarkovsky Clone Wars, there's the whole sequence where it's the fight on Mon Calamar between the two... It's the Mon Calamari versus the... Quarren. Quarren. That was on the tip of my tongue. They kept that in, but it's a whole arc in the Clone Wars. Yes. With the mm-hmm. prince's son, who's kind of lame at the beginning, but... Prince Lee Char. Yeah. Did you know he's like, um, they make him to look like Jesus? Because there's a scene in one of those episodes where he tells his people that he will return when they're all imprisoned, and then they like pan out and he's standing like he's in a cross. I'm being serious. You can go I back mean, and watch yeah. the episode. No, there that is, is a what lot they of religious did. aspects in Star Wars on intentionally. Though. There's a lot of messaging in the Clone Wars specifically mm-hmm. that references um, culture, both religious mm-hmm. and secular. You know, mm-hmm. and exactly. so I think that that's really cool too. That. Um, that's something you can pick up on. I think that's one unique aspect of Star Wars animation is that it's not just for kids. When you're a kid, it pulls you in because it's that animated art style. But when you're an adult, there are all these underlying messages and all these different things that you can see that really just just immerse you into the universe mm-hmm. more and more. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why people love the animation so much. I agree. I've never really met that many people that are Star Wars fans that say they just hate all Star Wars animation. Mm-hmm. Because they do exist, though. <laughs> yes! They're a different breed. they a different breed. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, The Clone Wars is great, and then I love that The Bad Batch is kind of sewing together The Clone Wars mm-hmm. and Rebels. It's kind of honestly bringing the animation its own timeline. Mm-hmm. Because then you got the movies, and then you've also got the animation, mm-hmm. you know? And they're all kind of connected, but... And then you've got Resistance. Which, okay. I've Isn't tried bad. to watch The art style, I loved the art style in Resistance. Oh, yeah. There was, when I was a kid, I forget the show, but there was an Iron Man show that had a similar style of animation. The um, the, the Marvel What If series has a similar type of animation, too. Yeah. But I absolutely love, like, the skylines and stuff in Resistance. I've just tried to watch it. That green character, Dad, do you know his name? What's his name? What's his name? Uh, Niku. Niku. I can't I, stand him. I can't stand him. Kind of like how OT fans watching Jar Jar in theaters for the first time were like, I hate this man. That's me. But that but guy. making Niku like Jar Jar was so deliberate. Yeah. You know? It's Yeah, it's intentional. Well, because when you don't have any th- plot driving forces, you need a character that's so dumb that he creates plot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I liked Commander Pyre. Pyre's cool and... I really like his figure, too. I like the cameo of Kylo Ren for, like, less than a minute. I like that Poe Dameron was in the show. Yeah, and the Oscar actually mm-hmm. voiced him in and, the show. Yep, and BB-8. Yeah. I feel like 
Resistance purpose was definitely to also help kind of tie in events of the sequel trilogy in animation, kind of like what Clone Wars and Rebels does. Mm. So I, I feel don't like, know. I feel like that. I feel like it wasn't. Like I mean, it, it was in the era, but it didn't do everything. It, I totally see what you mean. It folded in like events from the Force Awakens. Yes, but mm. I think that that's the other thing about the sequel trilogy as opposed to the other two trilogies is there's there's like years of gap between each movie in the timeline whereas in the sequel trilogy seven and eight happen back to back like there is no dead space in between the two movies maybe like 12 hours Mm -hmm. you know but like it's literally back to back and then the four and then the rise of skywalker takes place one year after the events of the last Jedi. I didn't know that. So if they did do an animated show, which I think would be really cool, they would have to make it like Clone Wars style animation. Mm-hmm. The reign of the First Order is really short, then. <laughs> well, they would have to make it in that one year gap, which yeah. you could make like a four season show out of that one year. You really could, mm-hmm. because it's going to mainly focus on Poe, Ray, and Finn. Mm-hmm. You know, and and so. You just, you really could make a show. But then at the same time, like, there's so much stuff that is in books and comics with the mm-hmm. sequel trilogy. Like, there's Resistance Reborn, yeah, which takes place right after The Last Jedi. And it kind of leads you into The Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. But then again, Dave Filoni does, like, his retcons of the comics in his TV shows with, like, Commander Grey and the death of Deva Bilaba. However, I feel like that is intentional sometimes because the comics aren't Dave. You know, I feel like Dave has a linear vision for Star Wars, like this and this. Oh, yeah, the Filoni-verse. It's going to retcon everything. Oh, my gosh. But (laughs) Dave Filoni wants certain things to happen a certain way, and so the fact that the comics aren't made by him the act, well, the people writing those, I should say, kind of overstep, I feel like, a lot on, like, what definitely happens, where Dave Filoni's like, well, you can do that, but that's just definitely not what's gonna happen, you know, with Commander Grant up at the lava. I mean, it's like, I feel like, because <clears throat> there's no way that Bad Batch wasn't being created when the final season of Clone Wars was. There's no way. They're, they're, oh, it was already in the works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I have a theory that they already had, like, planned out, like, the scene for her death. With Commander Gray, and then just as that was coming out, the comic came out, and he was the just comic. Gonna... The comic has been out though, hasn't it, for like years? I don't remember. I have to look up when it, because again, don't read the comics or the novels here. I read some comics. I have some not novels. really read the comics. I used to read like care. the old Dark Horse comics, mm-hmm. the graphic novels. Mm-hmm. Tag and Bink. Have you ever read the Tag and Bink comics? Those no, are funny. but I know of them. We have one of them if you want to read yeah. it. Really? Yeah, it's they're, su- funny. they're super funny. It's like um, it kind of explains the conveniences of the original trilogy and, like, things that happened just because, like, two rebels that tried to flee, like, what, the Tanta V4, they tried to flee that, and then they also just kind of, like, started rolling and creating every little minor, like, convenience that you see in the Star Wars universe. It's because of them. They also shot C-3PO on Cloud City because C-3PO got them caught on the Tanta V4 and Bink had a vendetta against him. I... Here's the other thing about Star Wars comics. I like them. However, I'd rather see stuff on the big screen because it's it's more easily accessible. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and, then, and yeah. Mm-hmm. A comic, for me, 
it's like you can literally finish that in less than 10 minutes because it's a quick flip through it isn't long you know so i mean like that's why i don't really care about them too much anymore and i feel like nowadays a ton of comics are literally like mostly advertising because they kind of need that to survive because i feel like it is a dying form of media so that's why I would rather have visual media for Star Wars rather than in a, in a written form half the time. Mm -hmm. And it also, I I prefer when a movie that's based on a book or a comic is different than the book or comic. Because if it's the same exact thing, I already know every story beat and I already know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. I mean, just look at the, the MCU movies. Part exactly. of the reason they're so successful with Marvel fans is because they're different from the comics. Mm -hmm. It makes them unpredictable. It makes the, it makes you want to watch them because you're not going to want to, as a Marvel fan, you're not going to want to watch a movie of a comic you already read because you, you know every single thing that's going to happen. Like, yeah, the movie's going to look cool, but you already know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So, like, I feel like it's good that they do it differently. It's like the same thing with Lord of the Rings. If they did the exact thing that they did in the books... It would be like, we are going to battle, and then it would cut to the end of the battle when everything was done, because Tolkien never wrote in a fight <clears throat> in any of the books, because I read through The Hobbit, and at the end of The Hobbit movies, there's like the big battle, all the dwarves and The battle stuff. of the five armies. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. in the book, Bilbo goes, it's battle time, and then a bird drops a rock on his head and knocks him out for the entire thing, and then he wakes up at the very end of it, which I, I was kind of upset when I was reading the book. I was like... Are you serious? <laughs> I read The Hobbit three times mm -hmm. in middle really? school. Yeah, and it would give me, uh, it would make me sleepwalk at nighttime. What? Huh? Yeah, like what? The Hobbit. Yeah, my dad, when I was like 12 years old, my dad would read me The Hobbit, and I would fall asleep. And my, my parents would always tell me stories of me sleepwalking. I would come downstairs, and apparently this one time, I came down the stairs, <laughs> and I was, I was asleep. And I went up to my dad, and he was sitting at the dining room table, and I said, watch I'm gonna win and then I started running laps around the house <laughs> in my sleep I don't know how apparently I was, I was going pretty fast and then apparently yeah I used to be a big sleepwalker when I was a kid oh. now I just talk in my sleep a lot mm -hmm. same yeah Jackson does that a lot sometimes I'll just be like moseying through the house and he's asleep I just hear no I'm just kind of like there was, there was a few weeks ago, Jackson and I were playing Call of Duty Warzone, and <laughs> Jacob was sleeping behind Jackson, and yeah, Jackson asked yeah. me over the microphone if I needed ammo, and Jacob responded yes. Yeah, because yeah, he uses snipers all the time, so I was like, Tommy needs sniper ammo, and Jacob was like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, give me the sniper ammo. And I was yeah. dead asleep, too. I mean, that's, um, I know. Star weird. Wars was another one that made me sleepwalk. Like, one time my dad came in and checked on me when I was sleeping, and I, You're like, sad. sat up in my bed, and I went, meow, meow, and I went <laughs> back to sleep. I did that during school, apparently, because I would always go to bed at, like, 9, and then my roommate would come back later and go to bed at, like, 11, 12, so I'd already be asleep, and so one time he walked in the room, like, I sat up straight in my bed and looked at him, and then I went back to sleep. I don't remember it, because he told me in the morning, he's like, bro, you remember looking at me last night? He's like, I thought I woke you up, and I was like, Jackson really said. <laughs> I looked at him, and then I went back to sleep. Like a vulture just breaking. <laughs> oh my god, That's pretty funny. That's so funny. Yeah, but, I mean, that's just, I've always had, I've always loved, like, fantasy, mm -hmm. and, um, that's the nice thing about animation in Star Wars is that you can have that larger than life feel and it doesn't like 
take you out of it as much mm-hmm. because you know there's like when you watch live action and again I love live action Star Wars don't get mm-hmm. me wrong but like when you see like a CG effect of like a Jedi jumping 20 feet it like in the back of your mind you're like there's something there's just that you know that logical part of your mind is like oh, humans can't do that mm-hmm. but then when you watch animation you're already in the art style so you just don't think anything of it mm-hmm. when a Jedi jumps 50 feet so you're like you're like completely immersed exactly yeah but then when the when you get pulled out of the immersion for live action sometimes it could just be the effects if they look a, even the slightest bit wonky it'll kind of pull you out because you're like I mean that's the other nice thing about Star Wars animation too is that um, you can have shorter Star Wars I like watching the Mandalorian and the Star Wars movies but they're longer mm-hmm. so like if I only have 20 minutes to sit down and watch something I'll just throw up one of my favorite episodes of Rebels or the Clone Wars. Exactly. You know, I don't have to, like, be like, oh, I'm going to watch part of the movie today. I'll watch the part tomorrow and yeah. keep going, so on and so forth. Which, by the way, I have an urge to watch The Phantom Menace. <laughs> <laughs> I really want that itch. Yeah, getting that itch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Wizard! I'm getting the itch to uh, reread the first Thrawn book. <laughs> And I haven't even finished Ascendancy yet. Oops. I've got oh. an urge to... Jacob broke the mic. I didn't break it. Jacob broke the mic. No, I... It's all right, Jacob. I'm not mad. I'm just mad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so... Star Wars animation is, is honestly one of my... It's like really near and dear to my heart. But then mm-hmm. again, like, for us, we grew up with it. Mm-hmm. It's, exactly. this is, we always had Star Wars animation growing up. Whether it was the 2003 Clone Wars or the 2008 Clone Wars, then we got Rebels and like right as Clone Wars got cut off at like season six. So we've always had Star Wars animation at the forefront of our Star Wars experience. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, so I can understand like people who like live action more if they grew up with the live action. You mm-hmm. know, if you grew up with the prequels or if you grew up with the original trilogy, then that's what you're gonna like. Mm-hmm. Watch, in 10 years from now, there's going to be people like, Resistance is the best show. Dude, there are people right now that think Resistance is the best show. And good for and them. And good for them. Good for them. Be yourself. Enjoy Star Wars how you want to enjoy it. We do I, not care. We do not care. <laughs> we do not care. We do not care. I just don't like it. And that That's just a me thing. Star Wars is the best because it has so much to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't have to like or, or see everything to like Star Wars. You know? You don't like with... Like, you know, there's certain series, like, with the MCU, it really does make sense if you watch everything. Mm-hmm. Because you're there are so many details. But with Star Wars, you can kind of jump into any story at any point anywhere and kind of get the gist of what's going on. Because they drop those little member berries all the time mm-hmm. about, remember when this happened and blah, 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 you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. The cool family guy, like, remember when this happened and that's all their jokes? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, Star Wars animation is... Now, if we had to make a tier list of the Star Wars animated shows, which ones would be S tier? Clone Wars. Clone Wars. The Clone Wars. What about... Where is the Bad Batch right now? Uh, I where say is the Bad it's Batch? It's an A or B. Clone War, Rebel, Bad Batch, Tarkovsky, Resistance. Well, well that's, just, that's just your top. If we're talking about S tier, if we're talking about tier lists, like grading it, I'm saying like probably A or a B. Just because it's a follow-up to Clone Wars, and the art style is amazing, the animation is flawless, and the story is good. It's not, like, earth-shattering story, so it's not, like, an S-tier. 
Mm-hmm. So, but it's still it's high up there. Resistance gets gets an F. Hey, for me. For me. That's my opinion. Resistance, you tried. You that's tried. My that's we my like opinion. That's a my opinion. For, that's my opinion. A tier for effort. No. A tier for effort. We're getting a D for effort then. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I don't know. I, I think I need to watch it again. I, I've tried to. I've only gotten five episodes in and I just sit there like, I can't. I mean, there were episodes. I mean, but it was my last, it was like winter semester of my last year of college. Mm-hmm. And I, I like committed in one week I wanted to watch the entirety of Resistance. So I would just watch episode after episode after episode and I would just sit there in my chair and I would just want to just, I just want to turn the TV off because <laughs> there would be, there would actually be some episodes where I was like, there's no way. That they just did that. But then again, it's a kid's show. Yeah. It's small children. There's no way that the green guy opened his mouth once again to create new (laughs) plot points. Whoa! Yeah, Niku! Woo! Niku said, I don't know how to shut up. I know. I'll create problems. Why do you you kind of sound like that? Why do you kind of sound like that? I rewatched the first five episodes like three times just because I'm like, I'm going to watch it. That's a rut that you can get stuck in because, like, I've done that with shows where I try to watch from the beginning, then I try again, then I try again, and I just can't get past mm-hmm. the first few episodes. Because I get five episodes in and I go, wow, this sucks. <laughs> just keep going. But, uh, I mean, Star Wars Animation, we love you. Mm-hmm. We want to see more of you. Keep yeah. making Star Wars Animation. Yep. yep. And I don't think they're ever going to stop. Oh, no, I, and right. I'm glad they aren't. Mm-hmm. And with that, I feel like this is a good time to transition into the Black Series portion of the podcast. The Black Series. So, not a whole lot to talk about. We do have some Black Series news with the Walmart con that happened yesterday. We did get some new figures for the vintage. Jacob, I'm just going to put a microphone on the back wall for you. Stop talking when you're not near the mic. (laughs) You can still hear me. So, okay. Uh, No, we did get some... We got some new figures. So, we have no idea what they're going to look like. So but. we had more exclusives this week, which really just wraps it up to tell us that we've had more exclusives releases than regular, common, all-encompassing releases this year. Which is funny because Hasbro's like, we hear you fans, we know you don't like exclusives, and we're going to do something about it. <laughs> and more exclusives. <laughs> they like they, they doubled down on it, which, which is kind of They tripled funny. down at this point. Yes. Quadrupled like. down. Because there was two regular I, release waves. I feel like there were never this many exclusives. No. Nope. But anyway, Walmart did a huge drop because, you know, every mm-hmm. retailer has to do a con, a convention now, in the summer, a virtual convention. That's stupid. Collector con! Collector con! So, but this was a good drop. So they did. So they did six figures for the the vintage collection. Yes. And then they did three figures for the black series. So for the three and three quarter inch scale, they did clone Captain Fordo. They did the blue arc trooper that follows around mm-hmm. clone Captain Fordo. They did a battle droid with the Geonosis coloring because in most of the Clone Wars, the droids have that Geonosis coloring. They also did Luminara Unduli, mm-hmm. they did Bera Sophie, yep. and they did Ayla Sakura. Yep. All of these characters are in reference to the 2003 Tartakovsky Clone Wars. Yep. Hey, that's Tommy's favorite. Yeah, it's my favorite. Um, the figures are really, really good looking for three uh-huh. and three quarter scale. Um, I really wish that we would have gotten the blue arc trooper in the Black Series. Because in the Black Series, we got Clone Captain Fordo. We got Mace Windu as he appears on Dantooine. Um, And then we also got General Grievous. But 
here's the catch. You have no idea what they what look like. The items that you pre-ordered look like yet. And they already took our money. And they took your money. <laughs> Woo! They show up in April. So hopefully between now and April, we'll get to see in-hand shots of the figures. We definitely <laughs> will by the beginning of the year. I want to see the packaging mm. more than anything. Mm -hmm. it, because I got... I mean, this was a Walmart drop that I had no problems exactly. with. Exactly. No. They were up for like 15 minutes each, I, I think. Say. I think they were up for so long because of the fact that it's kind of like a niche they were in the hard Star Wars universe. They were hard to find on the website. But then also the fact it's like you don't even know what they look like. You so that turned a lot of people off. And and I've seen a lot of collectors say too, like, I'm done buying exclusives, period. Mm -hmm. You know? So We're not. I, I mean, I'm not. We're not. But but yeah, hey, I got I got two of each. Mm -hmm. Hey, if you're done buying exclusives, that's okay. It just leaves more units for me. Woo! Woo! But here's where I'm at. If the packaging is not the the packaging for the figures that came out with the show. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If it's just like an archive like card back or something, you know, something generic, yeah. then I'm probably going to just keep one of each and then give away the other ones mm -hmm. or like give them to friends. Exactly. But if the packaging is like the Clone Wars figures that were Target exclusive, then I will do, uh, I will have two of each, one to keep in the box. Yeah. And one to keep I out. want them to do the 2003 Clone Wars style of the box. That would be cool. And I definitely feel like they'll do it because they won't do it in an Attack of the Clones or a Clone That would be Wars. weird if they did it in an Attack of the Clones box. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. then here's the other thing as well. A lot of people were upset that we didn't get the Jedi and everything else in the Black Series. Like how... Because the Vendage Collection actually already has most of those characters. They just did a re-release essentially for Lucasfilm 15. They did. They did. But my biggest point is that the anniversary for Attack of the Clones is next year. So they're going to do... How many Jedi. years will that be? 20? 20? Yeah. 20 years? Yeah. They're going to do a ton of figures. Well, that's the thing. They'll probably do Phase 1 clones that we haven't had in Star Wars forever. Black Series Acklay. You heard it here first. On the 1313 Star Wars podcast. Star Wars Black Series 6-inch scale Acklay. It's Dexter's gonna, Diner. It's going to... Comic-Con exclusive Dexter's Comic -Con Diner. Comic-Con exclusive. Oh, they oh have, my God. Dexter Jetster. You're only going to get half of... You're going to get one section of a, uh, of, a, of the counter and, like, maybe a stool. But the promo images are going to show the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. That would actually be cool if we got Dexter's Diner. I would... <laughs> that would we, be sick. Imagine getting a big, giant set. Oh, my, my pits are sweating. Oops. Um, <laughs> imagine we get this big, giant set. And it's the... It's the Geonosis <laughs> Arena. Okay, so you get the pillars that Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Padme are chained to. And then you get the Nexu, mm -hmm. the Reek, and the Ackley with a couple Geonosians. Haslab, do it. They won't do it. They won't. They will never do it. You but know what they'll do? Rancor. Rancor. But Rancor's fine. Rancor's cool. I don't mind it. I'm not getting it, but I don't mind it. Yeah. We'll, we'll probably so get yeah, it. For the, everybody who's we'll worrying about hammer. the Jedi, wait till next year, because that's the other thing as well. They'll probably do part of the Jedi for this, and they'll do more of the Jedi when it's the True. anniversary for Revenge of the Sith. But I hope that they re-release Phase 1 clones, because I want those. No, don't, because I just bought them all, and I have them all now. So never, never do Learn it. to play the game, Tommy. You gotta <laughs> wait sometimes, like for code. sometimes. I think it would be really easy for them to do a Geonosis set like that because they already have Anakin and Obi-Wan and Padme from episode two. Padme? Mm -hmm. I thought Padme, I've seen Padme on the aftermarket. I thought she'd be super expensive, but she's not. Nope. She's yeah. like 30 bucks. Yeah. Go pick up a Padme because... She got she got loose ankles and tiny feet, which make her hard to stand. But... Don't pick up a Padme. I don't have one. <laughs> no, I don't have one. 
I don't need one. But you got one. Yeah. So the but the black series. Um, here's what I hope. Here's what I would like to see with the black series figures. For mm-hmm. Grievous, I want him to be that that grayish blue color mm-hmm. that he is in the show. Mm-hmm. And I want him to have the white cape. Yeah. That's and arms Blair. extendable for four lightsabers. I also noticed he was only twenty six forty nine, which is the same price mm-hmm. as a regular exclusive. So mm-hmm. I thought he was going to be like a deluxe release. No, he was just a regular mm-hmm. release. Yeah, interesting. And on a Captain Rex single in the box, thirty six dollars. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> Jacob is mad. I bought three of them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so. <laughs> Uh, for Mace Windu, I hope that he comes with the cape that is attached to... Mm, that would be cool. I don't want a cloak. I want a cape. That's all I ask for Mace Windu. Because mm-hmm. they'll do probably the the Target exclusive Clone Wars Obi-Wan body. Because that would make sense. That mm-hmm. would be fine. I just want to see the cape yep. attached to the, to the torso in some way. I don't want it to be a cloak. Mm-hmm. It needs to be a cape. Now Captain Fordo. I'm asking a lot of Captain Fordo, and I already have accepted that it's not going to happen. I'm excited, though. I'm excited nonetheless. Now, when I was younger, I had one of... I think it was... I had a three and three-quarter Captain Fordo, Mm -hmm. and the cool thing about him was you could switch his comma, his pauldron, and his helmet to make him phase one or phase two Captain Fordo. Mm -hmm. Because in the Tartakovsky series, he has two different looks. He has the phase one... And then he's got the Phase 2 look, which the helmet looks similar to, like, Commander Neo mm-hmm. and other, um, like, clones with those kind of... Like, Commander Wolf's helmet, too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really would like to see that feature there. And it really wouldn't require too much of Hasbro. Like, you really wouldn't have to do a lot of, like, new molds. You would really just have to make the Phase 2 helmet for his character. Or if you even wanted to just use the Commander Wolf helmet that's already available, um, you could do that and just repaint it. Exactly. I mean, his helmet, his Phase 2 helmet kind of has like a little bit of a a fin at the top, like a mohawk almost Mm -hmm. in the show, but I wouldn't even care if it was just... I just want the ability to switch. Exactly. And I don't think they're going to do it. I really don't think so. I don't think, but it's wishful thinking. It would be cool. It's a stretch. I, I just really am interested that they didn't have any official images for the figures yet. That's well, what kind of put me off. Because yeah. you know what it is? It was, they, they were like, we need something from Walmart for an exclusive. What's something that people will buy? And they said, here's an idea. And they said, we'll take the idea, just put it in production now, and in a couple of years, we'll, we'll show it to them. Finally. Yeah, I just, I just, um. That put me off. Yeah, me too. And then if the figures don't look good, I'm going to be, I'm just going to cancel them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they'll look good. We know they'll look good. Hopefully. But then we have Target's back jab to Walmart, which I thought was a little bit ridiculous, where they have the carbonized Mandalorian figures coming out with the Paz Vizsla, the Tank Trooper, and the Scout Trooper, which also aren't going to be available till the spring, like with these, because... Till May. They literally said, oh, Walmart's going to do it? Here's some figures, too. Oh, Well, Target's also, also been doing out. a collector con all month. They have. Correct. Which I'm okay with, but I didn't like this release this day and then practically the next day this because I couldn't get anything. But they're all still up on the Target website right now if you want to get it. I'm hoping that they're going to be available when the con is over, that they'll just be on the website to buy. I got the Shore Trooper and I got 
the scout trooper. I don't know why I got the scout trooper because the carbonized scout trooper doesn't even look any different mm -hmm. than the regular scout trooper from Looks what I can same. see. Uh, so I don't. I mean, I'm still. I still got them because I'm a troop builder. So yeah. I passed on the Paz Vizsla though. I, I have. I have him already. The original mm -hmm. one, the red box. Yeah. So I. I didn't quite care. Mm -hmm. Thank you for to uh, Yak Face for the the images used in yeah. the podcast today. Yep. Yak Face, the number one source for your Star Wars Black Series information. Find them on Twitter and Instagram at Yak underscore Face. And he also has a website. Mm -hmm. Facts. And his links are in his bio for things to come out. He, you see the, his <laughs> tutorial post. image. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now to new Black Series to figures new. that we finally got in. Weekly pickups. Weekly pickups. Weekly pickups. So this week we got the new Darth Maul look comic version. We have one in box. Jackson has one out of this the box. This is mine out of box that I have. And I, honest to goodness, I was actually thinking about passing on this one for the longest time just because I was like, oh, I don't really know if I'm going to like it. But I'm in love with the figure. The lightsaber comes apart. The blades come out. And you can put it on his belt. And it's just a ripped shirtless Darth Maul. It's so cool. Mm -hmm. It's so, so... The posability, too, is really nice. I just, I thoroughly enjoy the figure. I really, really it like do it. Be nice. It do be kind so of nice. nice. And then the other figure that we got was yeah, one that... picking it up. So me and Jackson both got this one. Yes. This is the Deluxe Mandalorian that... Came back out with Target Con. This is the last this chance is, to get it, too. This is helmet It already on. sold out. It did sell out, yeah. So and then I have the it. one without the helmet on. Is that one on the floor? And he looks not like Pedro Pascal. No. But I think it's because of the hair. He looks like Soggy Pedro. <clears throat> yep. And then Which it also came with a prim for the for the child. Oh. Hover pram. Woo! I like him holding the child, though. I thought that was cooler. That's what I did with mine. But. And then I picked up... I had someone on Mercari that was selling seven First Order Troopers. Um, it's Captain Phasma, First Order, TIE Pilot, um, the... Snowtrooper officer, regular snowtrooper, the executioner, the regular first order stormtrooper, and the first order flame trooper. Mm -hmm. I got him for a really good deal, and again, like I said, I'm a troop builder. I like to have all the different unique looks for all kinds of troopers, be it Imperial, First Order, or Republic. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. having um, this really bolstered my my first order side of the collection because this that was really the faction that was lacking. Mm -hmm. I have a ton of clones, I have a ton of stormtroopers, mm -hmm. but I don't have a lot of first order troopers. So now I have pretty much all of them mm -hmm. <laughs> that that Hasbro has released. Mm -hmm. So I'm really happy about it and the figures look awesome. And a lot of them are like the older figures from like 2015. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm really happy with them. I think they turned out really well. I think that they really hold up today. The only one that I'm not a fan of that much is the Flame Trooper, just because yeah. you can't really get him to hold his blaster. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's an issue that we had too with him. Same with the. This is the original First Order Stormtrooper. Mm -hmm. We got quite a few. Of those. But you can't really get him to bend his elbows past ninety, mm -hmm. um, or even get to ninety. Mm -hmm. But that's okay. I'm it's, not mad about it. It's an old figure. I mean, I'm, they just the sit on the shelf. Boxes. Yeah, they just sit on the shelf. I mean, mm -hmm. it's not like I, I pose them every now and again, but it's not like I I need them to hold their... You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If it was a new figure and it did that, I'd probably be upset, but it's an old figure. I'm not mad. Yep. And they look good together. They all look good. The first order looks great. Yeah. I agree. So I think that about wraps it up for today's episode. Um, yeah, just keep in mind, in the comments... Drop names for yes. what, what you want. Yes. The Lone Cat and the Jawa. Please specify which is which. 
what everyone has the most likes, so I personally find the funniest will win. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcast, Podcast, Apple Podcast. If you can listen to podcasts on it, you can find us. Yeah. Like, share, subscribe on YouTube, please. We very much appreciate it. Tell your friends about us. Heck yeah. Share us in your <laughs> Facebook groups. And uh, we just really want to say like how much we appreciate you guys' feedback on this mm-hmm. last couple podcast episodes. Like We've been getting way more listens than we ever thought we would be yes. getting. And mm-hmm. so we really appreciate the feedback that everyone gives. And we appreciate people tuning in and, and listening to the podcast. And it means mm-hmm. so much to us. Because like we've said it before, we would do this either way. Even if we didn't get any people listening to it. Just because we love Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, and we love to just talk about it. But, you know, just... The fact that people are enjoying it just makes us really, really happy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we thank you all for listening. Like, share, subscribe, do all that fun stuff. And yeah, we shall see you next week with our special upload with Out of the Basement. Woo! Bye! Bye.